Coming to you from the Underground Studio, this is the Sipping Social Podcast. My name is Mike Carl. I'm here with my boy and certified bourbon steward, Garrett Turnquist. Yo. We also have our stellar producer on the mic, Johnny. Say what up. What's up? We're here to dive into all aspects of the restaurant industry. We truly love what we do, and more so, we love talking about it. We're going to pour, sample, review anything you need to know about. Pour yourself a cocktail and join us on this journey. Let's Let's go. go. Welcome, uh, guys. Thanks for joining us today. Uh, this is the first podcast that we're recording in 2020. I'm really excited to be sitting here with you boys. You. Uh, it's been a while since we've been together. Um, we're excited for the new year, and we'll get a chance to talk about things that we plan on doing in uh, the new year coming up to get a little bit more exposure and expand what we're doing over here. Uh, first of all, gentlemen, what are we uh, sipping on today? Well, it's uh, January 22nd, and I'm having my first Captain and Coke in the new year, and that's absolutely <laughs> not true. We probably had about 150 so far. Here, what are you drinking? <laughs> <laughs> I'm drinking the Maker's Mark uh, 46. Oh, nice. Delicious. I got a Captain and Coke as well because I can't sip on any whiskey for now because of how much whiskey I drank at uh, Garrett's uh, class last night. Yeah, we did a company-wide whiskey class for about 35 people. It was a lot of fun. And a lot of whiskey. A lot of... we. I brought 12. We got through 10. Yeah. And after... Four or five, it went off the rails. <laughs> I, I had a great time. So that's why I'm on the Captain and Coke. But let's have a little cheers to the good podcast we're about to have. Once again, thanks for joining us, guys. I want to talk about the last episode real quick. You guys will have hopefully already listened to it. But Garrett, first of all, I want to thank you for setting up the whole shebang and having it at Maze and Mash. I want to thank Makers Mark, Denny Potter, and Greg Butera, who are the two guys that joined us. Uh, what an honor it was to sit down with those guys at Maze and Mash and talk about the whiskey, Denny Potter being the master distiller of Maker's Mark. How many people get the opportunity to sit down with that guy? Not many. I don't know. Seriously. The coolest part about it was that he was a normal dude. Total normal like, guy. You see him, you're like, he looks normal. And then you look at his resume, and you're like, that's not normal. Yeah. And then you realize how important this guy is in the world of whiskey. And then he's just like this average guy mucking it up with the other dudes wanting to have a drink. There's nothing better than sipping on some whiskey with the guy who made it and talking about it. Totally agree. I mean, what, what else is there? So thanks, for those, thanks to those guys. That was a lot of fun. Salamoth has a new uh, line. We always talk about Salamoth. We love those guys. They have a, a hard seltzer line that seems to be the new craze in the restaurant industry. A couple different flavors. For me, definitely can't wait for the summer when I'm on the river to be, to, to be drinking that stuff. Uh, Johnny, have you had the pleasure of trying any of those yet? I haven't. Oh, actually... I did. I did. I'm sorry. (laughs) You try to trick me there, Mike. When we were at a a fest at Salamoth. No, we had him on on a train. We had him on a train. We went to the Bears game and. I like, didn't who, have it who's, yeah, you did. We brought, we, like, who's bringing any beers? And Johnny goes, I'm going to bring some Coors Light. So I didn't bring anything. And then Mike shows up with like 15 hard seltzers, <laughs> <laughs> just starts cracking them and passing them around. Oh, don't, you, I, don't you remember that? Yeah, but I was going to say that I, I tasted the uh, the prototype. Oh, you did? At the, at the brewery at Salamo. Oh, well, I didn't know that. Yeah. Oh, but you had talked about it in, the, in a previous podcast, right? Yeah. Yeah. I think, so we look left, at that. I think we left like 70 ounces of beer left on that train. Yeah, opened. We did. Yeah. Well, we tried them all. Yeah, it was just we had our own beer tasting yeah. in a forty-five minute train ride. But those, those are some good flavors. It seemed yeah. like there were some uh, pretty natural flavors and, and tasty. If you're into the hard seltzer craze that's going on, that blackberry one I thought was really good. 
Cool. I did remember that I shared one Coors Light with the degenerate mom that was sitting next to me. Yeah, she she needed it. Yeah. She to get back right. to normal. Yeah. <laughs> to get right as rain. Yeah. <laughs> right as rain. <laughs> um, other restaurant news. We got uh, potato production is down in the U.S. and Canada due to cold, wet conditions. Anybody surprised by that? Uh, no. Hopefully Ireland's got some, got some potatoes growing. Exactly. We need as many potatoes as possible per our french fries being as popular as they are oh yeah that's true you know, i mean we can't the the, the what's the what's the pound of potatoes going for now i have no idea a little, little bit more than six months ago exactly it's a rough life Beef. <laughs> well i would think like winter in idaho is pretty cold anyways right yeah but i i think it was how you know how like it was just like it rained, it rained a bunch yeah it, it was just like an unnatural kind of season are there other 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 states that grow potatoes? Do we know? Here's a question: Is all those potatoes actually grown in Idaho, or is that just the name of the brand that they? That's true. Source. That's true. They source potatoes. Sounds like some homework for somebody. Sounds like sounds like we should have answered this question so, before we wrote that on the docket. <laughs> One thing on these cold conditions: Did you guys hear this story about Florida uh, sending out this alert for wa- yeah. to watch out for uh, falling iguanas from the sky? I did. What I did. <laughs> yeah, I guess like Florida is like super cold right now it's getting down like the low 40s like you know high 30s where like these iguanas can't take the cold and they don't die they just are shocked and like they just kind of shut down and they fall and they lose their grip from the trees and they fall (laughs) for iguanas and then once once it warms up they come back to like life i guess at least they don't die but how strange is that that you gotta that that was like one of the the weather alerts like on the weather channel was to be aware of falling iguanas that's the weirdest thing I've ever heard. <laughs> Only in Florida. Only in Florida. Exactly. You got to watch a video of these things. Just Florida man gets hit by a falling iguana. <laughs> is it as good as that video of that guy boxing that kangaroo? Oh, dude. That <laughs> is great. If you've never seen that before, that oh, was fantastic. Amazing. Absolutely fantastic. He just gets absolutely pummeled. Just watch. Just Google like Australian guy boxes a kangaroo. As a yeah. guy who's gotten beat up by a, uh, a kangaroo, it's not cool. You've been beaten up by a kangaroo? So we spent a long summer in Sydney as a family, and uh, the Sydney Zoo is a petting zoo. Well, I guess if you could just preset any zoo is a petting zoo, as long as you try hard enough. But this one was a legit petting zoo where you got to go in and, like, into this, like, pen. Brookfield has that, too, with, like, goats. You can, like, feed the goats, like, pebbles of stuff. You put a quarter in, you get a bunch of feed. The same <laughs> idea for these, uh, for these kangaroos. And I didn't recognize that this one had uh, Joey in its pouch, a little baby kangaroo. I got too close, and the mom kangaroo gave me a, a nice thump right in the chest. Really? I was like uh, in like the Matrix movie where like you know like your arms and legs don't move, but your chest like flies backwards <laughs> and like it's like full <laughs> extension going backwards. I can't like, believe um, that's a thing though. You're feeding almost, kangaroos. It was fantastic. And so like I knocked the wind out of me. Some other guy like like put the kangaroo in a chokehold to like pull it back. That's it, crazy. It was quite. That a, it was tra- quite. It was that quite sounds a scene. traumatizing. It would be pretty cool to have a kangaroo around here, but the, it, they're they're feisty. Our customer of the week is people that are requesting past receipts. I know that this is especially uh, gets heavy during tax time when all the secretaries are calling in looking for business luncheon receipts. We'll get into it in a little bit. Get your act together. All right. We're going to have a small segment here about what our favorite part of the 2019 Sipping Social podcast was for each of us. Anybody want to go first or you want me to go first? You go ahead. You got you to tip your tongue. Perfect. I just, I, I, I've been thinking about this all week because I'm just really grateful that we've been able to do this and some of the people we've been able to meet through it. Um, but for me, definitely my favorite part has been the interviews we've been able to do. All the different individuals we've talked to, some of them have been great. Some of them have been okay. But all of them have been a joy to learn from. 
and something that I think that we can build on for 2020 and just learning how to talk to people and kind of open them up and uh, get to know them and how they affect the industry that we're in. And some of these guys are kind of power players. And I, I just kind kinda. of feel, Yeah. They are. Yeah. And I, I just I just feel great that we've our that our path has led us to to some of those moments. So that's that's the best part of 2019 for me. For me, um, you know, it's it's pretty cool to do it here in the underground studio, which is the basement of my house. It's a nice setup here and it does feel good to be down here, but I do like venturing out. I thought that few experience was pretty sweet, like recording in their in their Rick house and seeing like, you know, thousands of those barrels behind us. Yeah. The backdrop um, was amazing. I like the travel aspect of it. I like the setup and takedown of all the gear. That's just stuff that I'm interested in. So just kind of looking forward to 2020, doing more experiences like that would be cool, right? Cool. We're doing 20, best of 19 of the podcast or of life? No, but it's our favorite part of 2019 for the podcast. Oh, like what? By far, the, the introduction to um, the interviews has been in, incredible for me. Like these are people that I want to talk to in general. Yeah. So the fact that I get to do that with you guys and then be able to share the conversation with friends, family, and people I don't even know yet is pretty cool. That's awesome. One of my favorite parts about this podcast is how many times people come up to me and say, oh, I was listening to this and I learned it, or my buddy posted something on Facebook recently that he's not normally a beer drinker, but on our on our behest, he went out and bought an old Irving uh, Beezer four-pack and he like fell in love with it. And, you know, like even just him commenting that like he would never have like gone out and done that had we not, you know, urged people or if he hadn't listened to it, he probably wouldn't have done that. So it's just kind of cool that we get to spark some things in people and and hopefully get to try some new things and and open up your your palate and your repertoire of boozing. My palate was opened in 2019. Mine too, for sure. (laughs) I mean, we make fun of Johnny for drinking Cruz Light all the time, but I was now, I was no different. I I rode that bandwagon to making fun of him for sure. Yeah. But now I can't, I haven't bought Cruz Light since July. Their sales are down then. Well, Well, Johnny's picking it up for (laughs) you. By the way, my 2020 uh, resolution this year is uh, not swearing on the podcast. What other uh, what other 2020 uh, resolutions do you have? Just like in life, in general. Um, I want to be Tanner. Okay. I want to always get my hair cut every two weeks. Two weeks, huh? I want to be trimmer. Who are you trying to impress? Oh, he looks good. I know, but who... He looks good when he's tanning. He's got a good I, haircut. I, I noticed that deterioration has started, and I'm in maintenance mode. So, uh, so tanning more, getting more haircuts, that's the... Yeah, that's gonna change yeah. the a reduction in booze. <laughs> okay, now we're talking. Now we're talking. Now we're talking. We should keep track of how many times Jan says he's gonna cut back from drinking. A, a banana for breakfast, just salad for lunch, and anything I want for dinner. So, so what I think we, we should do is we should keep track of Jan's specifically John. Specific, just Jan. Yeah. A month of John's eating and drinking habits. Okay. All right. So, on our text, you want me like a, write a journal? Or on something? our text thread, just text us what you had for lunch. Okay. And text us what you had for dinner, right. and approximate amount of ounces of booze you had. We you got you got to be honest. I'm always going to add three. So, <laughs> and then <laughs> it's the guy times three. Yeah. And then we're going to read this out on the podcast. Sure. We should just talk about it. And we see can talk if, about see it. See if you've improved. We'll at talk all. about it around spring break, and we'll be like, okay, well, we've gathered this much information, and here's what I think you've done before, I, and here's what it, you said you've done now. I think this could be a fun segment. It, it should be done right though, and we should definitely have a poster board. Oh yeah, let's let's let's, let's scratch the buy it, get it, dump it, pour it. And we'll just start tallying. Poster, poster board right here. What do you mean with, a poster board? A like poster every board. time I lose a pound, you peel a section and I'm like nude underneath it? <laughs> <laughs> like Major League? Only if you're wearing a leopard bikini. Oh my God. 
Um, no, just like um, just document it on a poster board. So like day one stats, day two stats, okay, day three stats, and we'll report back. So all right, we'll we'll, we'll talk about that. This we'll is a, that this is a slowly developing idea that might might be fun and not humiliate John too much. So wait, wait, I'm gonna back up on this one. Do you think that you're going to go to tanning booths in the winter? Yeah, maybe like once a week. Keep on. All right. All right. Have you ever done one of those before? Yeah, it's great. That's fantastic. You are, you great gonna do, are you going to do the standing one? Yeah. You're going to hold the. I don't want to lay in my own sweat. Oh, I've gonna, never done a standing hold, one before. Are you not? Oh, Garrett. Yeah. Oh, wait. So you're looking for a spray you tan? You basically hang. You hold Well, your no, hands it's up. the same thing. Same idea. Yeah, but you got to get like. It's like underneath your armpits and like your butt. Yeah. You got to pop your, your butt, butt out so that your butt spreads apart a little bit. You got to so like you gotta tan push your crack area. You got to push your glutes out. Yeah. Like push them. Everybody practice right now. Everyone stand up. Practice pushing your chest up. out, ass out, glutes, arms you, why up. Why do you have to push your chest out? So don't you don't you have any underboob. You just yeah. It's no no underboob. No I don't un- think I have that problem. Under crease. <laughs> I'm worried about the creases. See, in, I'm, I'm worried about the creases in the back. Take your button up you, off. You might have it. <laughs> thirsty. You're thirsty. I know that's I we timed it up pretty good. Johnny's gonna be double fisting over here. I'm not. That's that's cool though. You can just pour that beer in my Captain and Coke. All right, so this hazy beer. <laughs> nice. All right, so this is revi- <laughs> <So gross. laughs> Revision Brewing out of Nevada. All right, so I know this isn't local, but you can get it locally at the beer cellar. I know I talk about the beer cellar all the time, but this is fantastic. Beer cellar is a fantastic place to Fantastic. If you don't know about the beer cellar in Glen Ellen or Bring Geneva, your dog. Bring your dog. Go, go buy some beer. It is fantastic. Go have a beer. Talk to the guys. They're super smart. Absolutely. Really friendly. Right. They know. All you have to do is just like walk in and say, hey, I'm looking for this style. They'll overwhelm you in 20 minutes, not even 10 minutes. You'll be like, can I just get the first two that you said? Yeah. I don't need the last eight. Is a flight possible? (laughs) Right. This is, they introduced me to this when I went there, and this is my new favorite beer to drink um, all the time. It is only available there. I've not seen it on draft anywhere. It's $13.99 for a four-pack. That's great. Great price. Great price for a delicious beer. I paid 20 for a... Infinite Citra from Pipeworks. Oh, yeah, Pipeworks can get a little expensive. Well, yeah, but I'm saying that for $7 less for a four-pack. Yeah, you want the big one or the small one? I'll take the smaller they one. They look pretty similar. Close. You did a great Close. job pouring Thank there, you. guy. Are so both th- these the same? What's that? Yeah, they're the same. Okay. Um, but they're, they're, they're that good that we're going to drink both of them. It's a Northeast-style hazy <laughs> pale ale. Uh, it's 6%. Really tasty. Citra and mosaic hops, two of our favorite. Everybody get a big nose on it. The Boogie Bus. Yeah, it's called the Boogie Bus. Yeah, so the Boogie g- Bus uh, Pale Ale. So the can's got like this like illustration on the side of it that's got a double decker red bus, and on the first deck, got a whole jazz band playing. Looks like a jazz band playing, <laughs> and then uh, everybody else is partying is on the a, second level. Is that Aretha Franklin singing? And, and where, where where does it say that they're they're headed to? Follow the call of the disco ball, to Funky where, Town, to Funky, to funky Town. town. <laughs> great great artwork. Um, the oh. label uh, looks a little on the cheaper side, but we've talked about this before. Whatever. Whatever. If, the drink, if it tastes good, <laughs> if drink it. If it tastes great, drink it. So everybody get a big nose. Mm. Smooth. Oh, yeah. A lot of citrus. Some grapefruit in there. 35 IBUs, 6%. Five. If you guys don't know what the IBUs is, it's International Bittering Units. We've talked about this in the past. Not a very prevalent thing in the beer world as much as it was five years ago. It was a way to measure how bitter beers would be, but now beers can be bitter when there's 25 IBUs or 80 IBUs. So it depends on the style. See the side of this? What's the description here? No. It says, hop on board the boogie bus, smooth as silk and packed full of groovy hop flavor. 
Citra and Mosaic at the rhythm section, laying down the backbeat of the Nelson sub on hops from New Zealand. Rip a funky saxophone solo over the top, drink up, and get down. That's awesome. That's got to be lyrics to a song. That's fantastic. Well, so, somebody put some serious thought into it. Yeah. That's great. I, this beer is delicious. I'm giving it a 9 out of 10. I'm buying it and gifting it. That's awesome. Yeah. I'm going to give this... I think it's 8.5. I would give it a 9 if it was 7%. I think these hazies should be a little bit stronger than 6. And when I'm at home and I have a beer, I'm usually having one. Sure. So I'm trying to get a catch a little buzz before I hit bed. Uh, so I wish it was 7, but there's no way that I don't crack a second one. That's the reason why I love it so much is it's 6%. I can have a couple, regardless of begin, that's really, beginning. That's really shitty of me to give it half off for the lower ABV. I'm going to give it a nine again. Perfect. Yeah, I'm hitting right. it a nine. I love it. I love to revamp this, uh, the, the ratings. Because I'm going to have a second one. <laughs> You're going to have a second one. And, and then it's to 12%. And for four and a half dollars a beer for home, that's great. It's perfect, dude. It's a great home sipper. So I'm going to give this one an eight. Um, nice. I like these a little bit more fruit forward. I agree with you guys. that it It's very drinkable. Uh, you could definitely have a couple of these. Yeah. It could be like a year-round beer, right? I mean, this so is, they, or is this geared more towards like a summer? That's a great question. For me, it's a year-round beer. It definitely gears more towards summer profiles and palettes. But this is part of their Hazy series, which on the website was confusing because they had a year-round beer section, mm-hmm. and this wasn't in it. Oh, okay. It was just in the Hazy section. So I mean, I'm not sure if their Hazy is year-round, but I've been drinking it for a couple months, and uh, I it's grown on me tremendously, especially... Like I said, the ABV's low. It's right in my wheelhouse. Garrett, I agree with you on the seven percenters. The problem is I'm generally going to have one or two beers. I'm going to have two beers. And if I have seven percenters, they creep on me. You generally have two. Yeah. I generally have one. So so that's the, that's the, yeah. the difference right There's there. There's nothing wrong with it. Yeah. Here's a random question that just popped in my head. So those that are like our craft beer advocates, right? Mm-hmm. Do you have a go-to craft beer that you always drink or are you always trying new things as a craft beer enthusiast i think it's 50 50 i think there's always one that you always go back to to finish your night on yeah but, but there are the there's what is it are you always you're always are you're you always, always interested seeking, in something yeah. you're always seeking something i think that there's like half the the craft beer drinkers venture out but then go back to their normal either either it's a brewery like or a, a certain beer. no <laughs> nah but then I think the other half of the craft beer drinkers truly are just seeking new beer all the time. Yeah. So even if they take two or three sips of a beer and they don't like it, whatever, it's it's drain booze. You know what I mean? Okay. So, But they tried that beer. It's another notch on the belt. I think when they go out, they're going for the beer that they know they like first, and the second one they experiment, and the third one they might. If they didn't love it as much as the first one, they'll go back to where they're, they're staple. Mm. Okay. I get, a, I get a lot of that at work. I also don't believe that this that this New England style is a a true like summer only beer. Or I mean, it, it, it's meant it's meant to be in that toward, towards a palate. Sure. But New England styles sell crazy all the time, especially in the Midwest. Yeah. I will say this though: sours seem to become a little bit more popular in the last couple of months. I've had more people ask me for sours in the last three months than I have in the previous three years. Will you bring those on tap? We have one right now. Nice. All right, sweet. Um, really like this beer. Got great ratings from us. I'm actually going to crack this second one and have some more. Let's, uh, let's segue into the customer of the week. Yeah. All right, so my customer of the week is people who have dined in or uh, had parties at our space and then three to four months later say, I don't have a receipt for that. Can you email me a receipt of, of my lunch? 
on, it was either a Tuesday, Wednesday, or Thursday, I can't remember, and I don't remember where I sat, and I don't remember what I had. Can you do that for me? And I'm like, I, I guess I could spend an hour going over a whole week's of receipts looking for something that maybe is around $35. Right. These people have used a company card. They're trying to write it off as a business expense. Taxes. It doesn't always happen around tax season, but it's very prevalent closer to April 1st as we, or April 14th. It's unbelievable how far back people are trying to expense lunches or dinners. So how, how often has that come across, or how often does that happen, do you Co- think? A couple times a week right now. Really? Yeah, yeah right, right it, now. It ramps up right now. I got three this week. I got two recently. Usually once a month, though. Two recently. Uh, one lady emailed me at like 9 a.m. By noon, I was getting a phone call about it. And I was like, listen, you're, you're not like saving lives over here with your receipt and the, 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 the world's <laughs> not burning around you. Okay. I'm over here in the middle of a lunch rush. Yeah. I was like, you'll get it by the end of the day. All right. Another one, they sent me two pictures of the merchant copy and the customer copy. And in both incidents, instances, you, instances, you could see the itemized receipt behind. What the heck were they asking for? Did they just take a picture of it while they're at the restaurant, and then that's yeah, all they have? that's how they submitted it, which oh is which gosh. is lazy, lazy as can be. As like you can literally see the itemized receipt behind. Yeah, it. they're probably all drunk. Like, oh, just take yeah. a picture of this. Boom, yeah, here you go. Yeah. Itemize that, and then they or, uh, expense that. Boom. Now I got to do the work for you to get that expense. It's unbelievable how it, it's just lazy people are it's not just to grab the bottom copy. So what's the work around that? Nothing, right? You just got well, you got you to go into the computer system. You you need a certain amount of uh, data. Last four digits of the uh, credit card number, receipt number, day, exact amount of the receipt. So if you have a picture of it, it can go pretty quickly. Yeah. But if you don't, well, like you're just describing, you're like, hey, yeah, I came in there and it was around sixty bucks. On Tuesday, I think it was a Wednesday. It was this week, you know, like if they say that. Now you're literally like scrolling through to find this well, certain on, amount. And on your POS system, ours anyway, only goes back two months mm-hmm. or a certain amount of dollars spent. Mm-hmm. So if you have a crazy month of sales, it's only going to go back three to four weeks. Right. So if they're looking for something three months ago, you have to go back onto the servers on your on your computer, like your actual computer. And it doesn't actually give you like a nice little receipt to print off. It's like this like three page. It. It's like this three yeah. page thing, and you got to scan and send. It's it's honestly like about at minimum, it's about fifteen minutes of work that you don't actually have to do if they had just grabbed a physical copy of the receipt and yeah. walked away with it. And there's no way there's no work around that on the front end, like when they're actually there, because like I have no idea if they're trying to expense that or not. Yeah, no, you don't know if they're like with friends or like with their if they're co- with coworkers. Like you have no idea. And I don't. It's care. not like you can like. Just ha- I'm just happy they're here. Yeah. yeah. So it is what it is. Grab your itemized receipts. Yeah, grab your itemized receipts and stop wasting my time. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> and you don't owe that, right? I mean, if you want to come back, it's nice to not be a dick. Yeah, that's true. All right, let's talk about some whiskey. First off, before we get into this, big props to Johnny for no longer are we drinking whiskey out of giant rocks glasses. Mm. Drinking whiskey out of, when we're sampling whiskey, it is important to have a glass that has a small uh, lip to it so that this, the aroma is focused in one area so that you can smell it a lot easier. So Glencairns are fantastic for that. Stinthers are good. The downer Stinthers is that to get the last drops of it, you have to like literally turn it completely upside down. Uh, I love Glencairns. I was against them for a while, and now I exclusively drink out of them at home. Cool. So good job, Johnny. I'm glad that you got the free f- few Stinthers. <laughs> yeah, thanks, Few, for giving us six yeah. Glencairns. They gave us a bunch of stuff. I think we're supposed to give those away. 
But um, no, those were always coming here. All right, perfect. Um, so what we're gonna do today is we're doing Angels Envy, their rye, from uh, it says from the cellars of Lincoln Henderson. Uh, rest in peace. He is a fallen hero in the world of whiskey. I got to meet the now new owner at a uh, Angels Envy barrel proof release party at the Lincoln Park Vinnies, and it was really really cool. Nice. Um, the coolest part was talking to him. The worst part was talking to anyone else who was there. Uh, there were a lot of weirdos there. But um, it was a really cool experience. I got to bring some of the staff with me, and it was um, something I'll never forget. Very cool. Uh, we're doing their rye, which is always available at your local Benny's. Always? Yeah. It's not always available. I mean, I, it's I, not I, always available to us okay, because we don't bring always. in enough of the product. It comes out like maybe f- six times a year, and okay. when Benny's brings it in, they're bringing in 15 six packs of it. I got you. And so so they're, they're, always always, they're always stocked. I would say some. I would say Maze and Mash has gone a total of six weeks maybe seven weeks since we've opened of not having it. Sure. So um, there's there's periodic breaks. Periodic breaks. What, is it, what does it go for at Benny's? I think it's... 90? 90. It's up there. Yeah, it's it's 80, just 89. under 100. 89.99. Yeah. So this is a standard MGP mash bill. It's 95% rye, 5% barley. It comes in at 100 proof, and they finish it in Caribbean rum casks. Mm. So other products that are notable for a Caribbean rum cask are the Belvini 14-year, which is, if you haven't tried that... Definitely worth a shot. That's only like 70 bucks a bottle. The Caribbean rum cast will do a couple things for you. It adds a lot of vanilla, uh, some sweetness, some characteristics that you don't necessarily normally get with rye, especially with the standard mash bill of the 95% rye. You're not going to get a lot of that peppery back end. You're not going to get a lot of like like strong cereal rice notes, but you will catch a lot of the sweetness on this. Um, Cheers, so boys. I drink a lot of Captain, right? Yeah. And... The first impression that I have is just smelling. You definitely get that rum sort of aroma. Yeah, you should. Like when you just kind of put it underneath your chin yeah. and just get a whiff. Like vanilla? That's like definitely the first thing that I got. Yeah. The vanilla yeah. rum style? Yeah, yeah. Like spiced vanilla rum? Mm-hmm. That's, that's kind of what I, I'm getting like the creme brulee, like burnt. Yep. Yeah. Like burnt vanilla and sugar. Yeah. So the difference you notice is that this Caribbean rum is not a spiced rum. It's just a standard molasses, yeah. molasses rum. That is so freaking good, dude. It ta- it tastes like um, wow, like a like a waffle with syrup. That is a really great description of it. Yeah, it's breakfast. It it, it that's it's so good. Buttery mouthfeel. Yeah, coats it nicely. That and that like the maple syrup. You know, kind of like that coated maple syrup. Yeah, feel butter feel. It is dynamite. I, I've had this many a time, and because of the price, I don't have a bottle of this at home. Yeah, it's not cheap. It's not cheap. Um, You're thinking about it, aren't you? I am thinking about it, and I and I think I should have a bottle of this at home. And so that's I'm gonna I'm gonna give this a nine out of ten. Oof! Oh yeah, double nines today. Double nines for MC, and I'm I'm probably gonna buy a bottle of this the next time I'm at Benny's. Yeah, I'm definitely with you on the nine out of ten. The next time that I see this at Benny's, I'm definitely buying it for 80, 90 bucks, whatever it is. I think it's well worth it. And that bottle looks bigger to me. Is that a bigger bottle? It's no, a it's 750. 750. It's just really wide talk, and tall. Talk about the the aesthetics of the bottle a little bit, Garrett, if you don't mind. Yeah, so it's um, it almost looks like a coffin uh, in its shape. It's got a very short neck. And on the back, it's got these two giant uh, archangel wings that are uh, prevalent when you look at it from the front. Very prevalent in the back. Um, the the shape of the bottle is almost like a bowling pin. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a little bit, a little bit like that, you know. Like then at the top and kind of gets fatter. It kind of on the back bar, it pops out very well. It's it sticks out. People see it, they recognize it. 
And even the bourbon is really good. The cast strength is one of my favorite cast strengths for especially for how hot it is. Um, their their lineup is is pretty phenomenal. I like sweet bourbon or sweet whiskey. Um, I think this is good. I'm gonna give it an eight only because this is a little bit too sweet for me. But I totally and when I when I think of rye, I think of a little more spicier, peppier. But for exactly what it is, I'm no screw that. I'm going back again. It's an eight and a half. <laughs> I know. I'm, I just can't get it. It's going it back We're twice. Eight point seven five in about thirty seconds. <laughs> All right, fine. Eight seven five. Okay, uh, for you. That I think this is a fantastic, fantastic whiskey. It's it really super good. smooth. It yeah. has almost no backburn. It's got a, a relatively short mouthfeel. Caramel, um, vanilla. The the one caveat I have against it is that it's a MGP product for ninety dollars, which is really expensive. So that's the only reason I don't give it closer to a ten. Johnny said you're buying one, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, I'm. I'm ordering a pour of this. Okay. I have two, For half off two. at your restaurant? No. Does that this mean doesn't you, count as half Does that off. mean you already have a couple of bottles at your house? I have one. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so the, you don't need another yeah. one. <laughs> I don't need, not, not yet. So overall, man, Angel's Rye. Killing you it. Gotta so, buy. You got to buy. You got to buy. You got to buy. You got to own. got to have it. All right. So I'm, I'm torn in this, this smoke break. The new third-party delivery systems between Grubhub, DoorDash, Uber Eats. Uber Eats. There's a new one called Postal yeah. Mates. Post, Postmates. Postmates. I love it. It's a great. It's a great idea. It's it, literally it, delivery for people who don't have who don't pay delivery drivers. Right. And as a consumer, right. So it's, it's no perfect. longer no longer buying pizza. The only thing you can deliver right now is like pizza, pizza and right. and Chinese food. I think Taco Bell has a. Like a with Grubhub is like one of their main sponsors. Yeah, but so, like so seven years ago, you only got delivered pizza and Chinese it. food. Right now, you can get everything delivered, Peapod. which is great for consumers. Yeah. On the business end of it, we're not on any of those sites, but they put us on those sites, and now we have mass confusion all the time. People weren't paying attention. The restaurant pays Grubhub, Uber Eats, whatever a certain dollar amount. Per, um, to go per per order. Yeah. Uh, based off of the sale of the order. Right. For their advertising, for keeping up with the menu, for running their website, for you know help paying, uh, what whoever whoever works for them. Uh, but these sites are then instead of agreeing to that, they're just adding you to their website. Right. For you to order off of, and we have no idea that this happened. Right. This has happened multiple times at the restaurant. We're not partners with any of these websites. Or these apps, people will request for us to be on them. They will add us and then somehow get our menu on there, yeah, but they, it yeah. won't have all the information. But yeah. how do you get the order at the restaurant? So they great send great question, John. That's why you're the question master. <laughs> they send it to the app. The app goes to a delivery driver. The driver gets the order. He calls it calls in. Calls it in. No. Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. So any of the apps, any of the restaurants that are six ninety nine uh, deliveries, those are all restaurants that are not approving of what's going on. That they're just put on there. If there's a two ninety nine or three ninety nine delivery or a free delivery, those are all people that are like. If the actual pictures on there, that's a good sign. If it says Los B's delivery six ninety nine and you there's no picture, they just added it on there. So. There's no half the time they don't have the right information. They don't have what temperatures they want, what sides they want, all this shit. And they're it's literally the, the order, drivers order are so demanding. I had a, we had a lady come in the other day and was literally like held her like Grubhub sack up and was like, 
here for Grubhub. And we're like, great, we have five to-go's over here. Do you have a name? And she's like, oh, I think it's John. And we're like, sweet, figure it out, and then come talk to us. I've had um, ones where <clears throat> they uh, just show us their phone with the order, and then we have to punch it in. Yeah. Or they're on the phone right now. I know. The customer's on the phone right now trying to figure out how to order this. Can yeah. you talk to them? Right. So I've had multiple conversations with these drivers saying, listen, we're not signed up with you guys for any sort of customer service on this. They don't know what they need prompts to order products correctly. You're not giving them to them. Maybe we could figure this out. And every response I get from the driver is, that's the customer's problem. I'm like, that's, that's, not, how, that's not how you make money. <laughs> well, for them, that <laughs> is, though, because it's already paid for. They get their delivery fee. They get their chunk. And but it's it not how you make is. repeat, though. Well, but for us, though, there's always issues, and that reflects poorly upon us, not Grubhub. Totally agree. You know what I mean? Nobody else. We, so They're for, not calling for, up and saying, we're not going to social anymore. <clears> because we, you, we've been, on, we've been on DoorDash twice. Twice we've been removed. We're on Grubhub right now and Postmates. I mean, we've, we've, already, we've already inquired to remove ourselves. It, it's like pulling teeth. Yeah. Like, it's We're like going to get added again. So do you, guys need yeah. a, do you guys need to create like a, uh, a delivery sort of like Uber Eats or Grubhub uh, little tent thing that you can like literally like if they come up and they start asking questions, just like place that in front of them and say, read this. Well, so make sure you have this. Well, make I, sure you have like these things before we even deal with you. Like I understand. customer name, customer order we, number. But we don't, we're already high volume where we want to take care of the people that are in there or people who are well, actually that's what calling I'm saying. In. So you don't have to physically so, talk to people well, until you're like, hey, read this. So, but we, we shouldn't even be on there. That's the point. Right. Like if we wanted to be on there, we could sign up with them and then we would have like a screen that has everything. You know what I mean? So it's who, all separate. So who takes the f- phone calls from... No, they send it in, and then the driver gets it, and then and they, saying, they call us. Yeah, so who, our, our host or whoever can, answers the phone. Can the host ask, if, can you disclaim if you're a <coughs> Uber... Not really. And we're, we're not going to turn away... Money. Uber money or customers. Yeah. You know what I mean? If the guy's in there with like a credit card and says, I need these three burgers... I'm going to find a way to get you those burgers. But once again, this is not, this is not McDonald's. This is not a pickup service, and I don't get paid to do what I do, Garrett either. No, to deal with all the extra stuff that it comes from, Grubhub it is a, is a shitty is a shitty company. Well, I'm just saying, like the, they're like okay, scamming people between the between the customer of the week and, and, and the um, the smoke break. Yeah, between the smoke break and the customer of the week, it's the same thing. Similar, like there, there's no work away around it. It's it, well, it's it's becoming part of our industry, and so you there have to adapt and. You're not going to be able to avoid it. It's, if, a, genius, want to, it's it, a genius business model. Right. You're making money off of people who are selling products. You're not, you're not creating anything. Well, it right. sounds like all you guys are doing is providing receipts and dealing with Grubhub bullshit. <laughs> and, 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 and only pouring whiskey every now and then. Yeah, all I do is pour whiskey. All you do is pour whiskey. Deal with Grubhub. <laughs> business sounds like horseshit. Wear so, pink shirts. Here's the thing, though, about our to-go stuff. Last thing I'll talk about it is that our food margins are pretty high. Okay. We, we work with pretty high percentages, mainly because of the quality of the food we bring in. For to-go's, we don't make very much money. Yeah. Now you throw in a to-go box, silverware, ketchup, mustard, mayonnaise, you're really not making any money off that. You know what I mean? You're only hurting your business by them not having the right information, us not giving them the best customer service because we don't want to deal with them. And you're hurting the environment. Exactly. Oh, we have we have biodegradable boxes. Oh yeah, that's we right. do, but it, but it's still going somewhere. Yeah, 
it's just for us, we don't need the extra business and that's not a pat on our back because we want to take care of the people that come in. That's, that's our focal point. If we were looking to make an extra 50 cents a burger, we'd be on Grubhub. We're not. All right, my cigarette's out. I had three. <laughs> just lit them up I back to back. <laughs> I remember seeing that for the very first time when I walked to class in college. This guy finished his cigarette, pulled out another one, and lit it with the one previous. I was like, that's it, incredible. You were in awe? Yeah. I was like, like I got to be like that guy. I'll never do that, but that's amazing. <laughs> nice. All right, boys. Uh, should we wrap up the podcast? We got anything else we want to talk about? Uh, I'm good. I'm done. Well, last podcast with Denny. Awesome. This podcast, uh, a lot of fun. Had a really cool beer. Uh, had some whiskey that I had last night and it reminded me of it very much. Yeah. Uh, thanks for joining us, everybody. We really appreciate your support. Always contact us. Send us some uh, uh, details of the podcast that you like or you don't like or things that you want us to talk about. We we always love the interaction. On the next podcast, we have a little, nice little snippet from one of our listeners uh, who lives in Wisconsin, who goes to a whiskey bar, who has Minnesota. Some, she lives in Minnesota? Yeah. She lives in Minnesota. She has some questions about what whiskey flights would be beneficial for her to drink. We're going to talk about that first and foremost in the next podcast because there were some good options on there. We should power rank flights. We'll pow- why don't we power rank her flights yeah, that are available? So saying. we'll power rank her flights. We're not going to say who that is, um, but she's a great listener. Uh, she sent us a great email about that. We'd love to get into that. Uh, we wish we had time to do that today, but we drank too much and uh, apologize about that. I don't apologize for that. Beautiful. Uh, 2020 is going to be a great year for us this year. we got some fun things planned. We got a special trip to Michigan to go to a distillery plan. We're going to go up to a couple beer fests, uh, all getting good content for the podcast while drinking heavily, which is one of our favorite things to do. Agreed. Johnny, you got anything else? I feel like you've been quiet the last couple minutes. I was just thinking about my New Year's resolution to not drink as much, but that doesn't really go into our 2020 plan. So I think. So, John, we just ex Johnny's New Year's resolution. I think it's going to be a good 2020. 2020 is going to be great. Join us on the next podcast, guys. We really appreciate you joining us. And if, uh, if you guys have not listened all the way through some of our recent podcasts, John has been putting some fun snippets at the very end. This is not a way to get you to listen to the end for some janky plug or anything weird. But if you've not listened to the last couple and continue to listen in the future, listen all the way through. John's been doing some fun stuff. Uh, We want to hear you guys talk about it, and uh, we love laughing about it. But uh, thanks for joining us, guys, and uh, we'll see you on the next one. Peace. Later. First of all, we'd like to thank all of our listeners, families, and friends that support us throughout this. We couldn't do this without you. Subscribe to us on iTunes and check out exclusive content at our website, SippingSocialPodcast.com. You can also find us on Facebook. If you like this podcast, tell your friends about us. A huge thank you to our producer, John, in the Underground Studio. A shout out to our boy, Johnny Perona and Davenport Ed. That's the rockin' music you're hearing in the background. Thanks again, and we look forward to the next cocktail with you. distributor for that tells jay henry she downloaded our podcast but for some reason every time she plugs her phone into her car our podcast starts really <laughs> really <laughs> every time so she turns she'll, the key on so she'll start the car in the winter and then yeah. she'll come in and she hears us talking and she's like god damn it. <laughs>
That is hilarious. That's, that is that's extra listens for Reviews. us. Three <laughs> listens. So she goes, not that I'm not happy to see you, but I am sick of hearing your voice. 